Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Young and Adulting. We are here in season two, and we've been spending every week this summer, and we're going to get continue to throughout the summer, talking about some of the things that you want to hear about and some of the questions that you've been asking around relationships, relationships of all kinds, all the different topics around this relationship topic that you guys want to hear about. So we are going to be talking about today, one of the most asked about topics that I think we've gotten around relationships, and that is conflict. How do we do it? How do we agree? Do we? Is it okay to break up? Is there a good way to break up? Some of these questions surrounding conflict. And I'm excited because I'm joined with two of our favorite people here on the Young and Adulting podcast. They are no strangers to the podcast, but they're back with us today. Pastor Carissa Robinson and Pastor Ryan McDermott. We're so excited to have you guys. Are you ready? Yeah, come on. Excited. Let's talk breakups. Let's do it. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, breakups. Woohoo. So <laughs> I thought we'd start off fun, okay, before we get into it. So I have a question for you. What, in your opinion, is the best breakup song of all time. Mm. Easy. Tell us. Taylor Swift, All Too Well. <laughs> I can I can confirm. I like the original. I know you're a 10-minute version I'm a 10-minute girl. I know, but I I would say my second, because one is too hard, Picture to Burn. Picture Soundtrack Fantastic. of my middle school career. <laughs> so we're, we're inside the Taylor Swift realm of always, options. Okay. Always. Is it I okay mean. to veer off from Taylor mm, Swift a little? I mean, maybe. I know she's like a breakup song queen. Yeah. But, uh, gosh. So I have to say, I thought about, like, I haven't had a breakup in like 20 years. Okay. So <laughs> my breakup songs are a little outdated. Oh, um, oh, man. But honestly, when I heard that question, I thought about two things. I'm not sure anyone will have heard of either of them. Uh, but one was Dashboard Confessional. Amazing. All these Dashboard Confessional songs. And then the other one was, uh, it's an under oath song. That was yep. a real dramatic <laughs> middle school <laughs> kid uh, under oath song called Reinventing Your Exit. And I would just okay. put the windows down and scream. And oh, oh my gosh. Yep, so. I will take your word for it. Yeah. If don't, you haven't heard them. Don't Google we'll, it. We'll, yeah. we'll link the song <laughs> yeah, in the show notes. Yeah, it's in the bio. Check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are also joined by Joel in the booth over there switching for us. So, Joel, what is it? What's your favorite breakup song of all time? I feel like I have to get back on the Taylor Swift train yes. and say, um, <laughs> it's just, I also haven't had a breakup in um, years, but we are never getting back together, I feel like is a True. great option. Anthem. Oh, that is a good yeah. one. That is a good one. <laughs> no one I will say, I did look up. Uh, the top breakup songs on Spotify right now. And the first one that comes up is Driver's License. Who sings that? What's her name? Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah. I would say it's Great up there. Song. It's up there. It's up, up there. Sure. I just like can't relate. Can't relate. Like like you said. It takes you back to like, it, they, they were only relevant like middle school, <laughs> high yeah. school, like whenever you were experiencing it. So yeah, uh, yeah the new ones don't mean as much to me. Personally. But I still <laughs> sing them like I, like I was broken up with yesterday, but I'm like happily married six yeah. years. <laughs> Agree. All right. Well, then let's talk about it. Breakups. Can you break up well? What do you think? Oh, I'm I'm excellent at it. <laughs> <laughs> Expert. 
I, I don't think it's, I mean, can you be good at that? I don't know if there's like somebody that's that's perfected the breakup. Right. I'm Just not sure. people with more experience. <laughs> Is it a frequency thing? Is it a, yeah. a method? I'm not sure. I do think there are best practices, yeah. right? There's yeah. like some do's and don'ts. Yeah. I would say the first don't that comes to mind is don't use the excuse, God told me to do oh. this. <laughs> don't again. be that person. Just don't. It's so mean. But what if what if he did? No, I'm just He better he better have <laughs> actually told you if you're gonna use that excuse. It just I think what it implies is like God's on my side and not on yours. Oh, wow, or yeah. like you don't hear God, only I hear God. You yeah. know? I think it implies a lot of things that could potentially really hurt someone yeah. and maybe fracture their faith. Mm-hmm. And so I do not appreciate that excuse for breakups. Yeah. yeah I, for me that falls under the category of like it might be true. But it's not helpful. Just yeah, don't totally. don't say it. Uh, I think another don't is like, don't do it by text message or yeah, <laughs> like make sure you make sure you True. do it in person. Yes. Yeah, that's I, I hear a lot of stories actually yeah. about that. Or Instagram DMs, similar yeah, yeah, vibe. Yeah. It's yeah. even worse. <laughs> or just like go, don't ghost them. Like that's yeah. not a good approach. Yeah. Just like altogether stop responding. Mm-hmm. Completely, right? Not a good approach. To yeah, that up. would be a do right. Like have the conversation. Like. Uh, actually tell somebody how you're feeling. I was thinking about that scene in the office where Aaron says that she's still dating her first grade boyfriend because they never broke up. So, <laughs> like, you have to at some point have the hard conversation yeah. and actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think of a couple do's that might be helpful um, if you've been broken up with or if you had a breakup was to to just process it productively. I think mm-hmm. so many of us, our tendency is to verbally process absolutely everything with absolutely everyone. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if that's ever been a good productive approach to dealing with anything hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you talk to everyone about it, you're constantly rehearsing this. You're constantly pulling in people into like your heartbreak and your drama. But I do think processing it verbally is helpful. I think there's probably a select trusted few we should process it with That's people great. that are actually going to help us zoom out see the bigger picture call it the things that maybe we can't see um, so I think processing it productively feels like a good do yeah absolutely right. and I think having that conversation with people who know both of you well yeah uh, people who aren't just going to like take your sides or like reinforce yes. your perspective or whatever but actually somebody who knows enough about you personally and about the relationship as a whole Uh, I think it could be helpful. And I think that's so important because when you're in a relationship, you're too close, right? Like you're you're too close to the situation. You're too close to the breakup. You're too close to the problem. Everything is skewed. Everything is blurry. And so a separate party, an outside party, I feel like this is just (laughs) – there's so much experience (laughs) around this table. Pastor Ryan was was one of those people for me and – at the time was my boyfriend, Cole, now my husband, amazing, praise God, he's done a beautiful work in our life. But <laughs> but when we, we broke up and it got back together multiple times, I wouldn't recommend it. But um, Pastor Ryan was kind of like this, this voice that loved both of us dearly, mm-hmm. at least I think. And um, <laughs> no, he did. And, and was able to help us see things that, that we just couldn't see because we were too close to the problem. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a, 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 an encouragement, I hope, is like, Sometimes in relationships, you know, breakups are a part of the journey and it's part of the story and it's not always bad. Right. Um, you know, sometimes I wouldn't like recommend it necessarily like, <laughs> oh, just break up for a while and see what happens. But um, I guess what I would point to is just the hope of like 
even if a breakup or breakups are a part of your journey, like the Lord can still use it and yeah. redeem it and obviously has worked beautifully in, you know, in your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a breakup in general is is ten is gonna be painful and yes. hard and difficult. Anything that breaks is gonna be painful, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna hurt a bit. And and I do think there is a piece of like grieving mm-hmm. and processing and and forgiving people, right? Yeah. And and I think that's an important part to recognize. We can't just jump from one yes. breakup to the next relationship. We can't just jump from one painful thing in our life to the next thing mm-hmm. to potentially yeah. take the risk of getting broken up with again. You know, I think we have to recognize that there is a hurt, there mm-hmm. is a pain, and we need to deal with it. We need to process it. Yeah, I think a couple patterns that can like emerge out of a breakup. One would be uh, in order to cope with the pain of feeling lonely or being disappointed, I go quickly to the next relationship, yeah. um, which is never, ever a good idea, right. ever, for yeah. any reason. So I think just being aware of that and maybe if you have that tendency, inviting the right person to like hold you accountable so that you're not just being comforted by the next relationship right. uh, and just using it as a coping mechanism. I think the other thing that happens is sometimes when you break up, um, that the reason for that is like so prominent in your thinking that when you look for the next person, you just look for that one thing. Like you kind of get focused on just looking mm-hmm. for somebody who doesn't have that one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you kind of run to a relationship because it's not like the last one, sort of forgetting that there's a whole lot of other things that matter, not just yeah. that one thing that you broke up over. Yeah. Uh, and so I think whenever you're kind of processing and healing from a breakup, uh, you have to be really mindful of that in in your next relationship, whatever that might look like. That's great. Yeah, this is this is great. And I think I, like Carissa, have some experience to bring to the table in the <laughs> I area. Was, I wasn't of... going to bring it up either of <laughs> I'll you. Confess, I wasn't going to throw I'll either confess. of you under the bus. That's but. kind of you. <laughs> it's very kind. Yeah, so um, I, I too have— the person, the wonderful husband that I am now married to, uh, we did have to try a few times, and we broke up a few times, and we got back together a few times, and both Pastor Carissa and Pastor Ryan were huge players in helping us work through that season, but um, a feeling I I do know that I felt was like a little bit of shame around Mm -hmm. just the mess that we felt like we were in, and I think I wish— I would have taken that advice back in that season to, you know, you don't need to process everything with everyone. And mm-hmm. we had just kind of made a little bit of a mess. And I remember moments of feeling like, yeah. what are people going to think of me? Mm-hmm. Or what's it going to look like when um, people find out that we're getting married and they're going to go, aren't didn't you guys break up and get back together like 10 times? It wasn't <laughs> 10 times, just to be clear. <laughs> but um, I would love to speak to that feeling that young adults might be having. Is it okay to try a few times and figure it out a few times and maybe mess up a few times? Is it okay to break up and make up and and go through some of those things? Yeah. Well, if it's not okay to mess up in your relationships, we wouldn't have any, right? Like we we all mess up in all of our relationships. And so, um, I mean, relationships are worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. They are messy. You're going to make mistakes. Like all of the things that we kind of know to be true, Mm -hmm. like for some reason when it comes to conversations about dating and breakup, like sometimes they don't always apply for whatever reason. And Mm -hmm. I think to what you're speaking to, like there can be that sense of like shame or embarrassment or whatever it might be, feeling like, well, everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, the the most beautiful things are worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, 
how much stronger relationships are on the other side of those, like sometimes very necessary conversations, you know. Um, and I think a lot of people have your stories. Like your yeah. your relationships would not be what they are today absent of some of those conversations. Right. And so you don't have to break up to, to get to those conversations, but sometimes you find yourself there and that's not, shouldn't yeah. be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to fight for the relationship, I think that in and of itself is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is it, it is tough. And I, I do think there is some embarrassment, like you yeah. said, some shame around it. And I think part of protecting yourself from that is the processing productively. Yeah. Because if you don't let everyone in on every detail of your story, they're not on the roller coaster with you, yeah. right? Like okay. they don't know the ins and outs and break up and make up and out. Like they might see whatever you post on Instagram, mm-hmm. which is probably not going to be like, we broke up yesterday. <laughs> Click, like post that picture. Know. You know, maybe you do that, but maybe you shouldn't. Because just then, what you delete. You just, exactly. all of the pictures just magically so disappear. Nobody posts about it, but they have, do in a way. You don't have to fully archive. commit to deleting. You archive. just archive. And then if you get back together, <laughs> pop it back up. There it is. That, I've never done that just for the record, yeah, but sure. there's a life hack for you guys. But I will say, if you're not if you're not bringing everyone in on yeah. the, on every detail of the journey, you don't have to have all of that embarrassment and shame. If you're tr- if you're trusting a few, mm-hmm. these are the few people that are that are there that are not judging, that are not shaming you, that are not embarrassing you. Those are the people you need to let in mm-hmm. on the details, but you don't have to let everyone in. Yeah, I will say. Um, you know, there there are consequences to doing yeah. this, right? Yeah. To breaking up and making up and breaking up and making up. It's it's a lot of heartbreak to yeah. sign up for. Right. It's literally like signing up for a roller coaster of heartbreak. And I just don't know that I would fully recommend it. I do think yeah. sometimes it's necessary, but I don't know. It doesn't go without consequence. And I will say every time, like for me and Cole specifically, every time we broke up and got back together and broke up, got back together, it breaks down the trust yeah. and safety yeah. of a relationship, right? Yeah. Like anytime you leave someone or reject someone or right. abandon someone, you just chisel yeah. away. Or are at you the, just going to do it again? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You chisel away at the trust and and the safety of what a relationship is supposed to it's feel good. like. Yeah, so it really doesn't go without consequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think to this conversation, you know, like dating is hard and figuring it out is hard. And I think sometimes as young adults, especially since we all process and navigate conflict differently, we all have different styles in that way. It's sometimes hard to identify like, is this an issue we're having? Is this an argument that we just, we can't agree on, we're trying to work through? Or is this like a a fundamental part of the relationship? And like, maybe we need to consider ending it. So how do, how do we find or identify what the line is between this is probably just something we need to talk through, work it out, process, maybe speak to someone, a third party that can help us, or I don't think this is something that's going to get worked out. Maybe it's time to think about moving on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think obviously there are some like worldview type Mm -hmm. issues that when it comes down to it, like, you know, there is a a sense of just being incompatible. Mm -hmm. And I think knowing what those things are is is really important. You know, um, for me, one of those things would be faith and how you feel about your faith and your worldview. And uh, for me, I think if, if it comes down to like, you know, entering into a relationship with someone who doesn't share your values, your faith, your Mm -hmm. Christian worldview, um, there's a lot of incompatibility there. That's not something that should be overlooked, you know? Now, if that is there as a foundation, then 
you're starting from a, a stronger place. And there's a lot of conversations that still need to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that would be an issue for me. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, one of the biggest issues in a relationship is just communication. You know, like you're mm-hmm. different people with different experiences and different perspectives. And you got to figure out how to actually like share those things and yeah. listen to somebody. And, you know, like, and communication is really hard. So yeah. a lot, a lot of relationship issues boil down to that. And I think when it's like that, when it's like, you don't understand me, or I feel like I'm not heard, or like there are tools, there are things that you can do to actually improve that. Um, and I think in part it comes back to like, what do I actually think love is, mm-hmm. and and what what is the purpose of a relationship? And at the end of the day, okay. if my willingness to be in a relationship is based on how I feel about it at any given moment, it's not going to work. You mm-hmm. know, like because there are days I don't feel like loving my wife. Is that like I don't know if that's okay to say, I don't know, but like I don't. Know. I don't feel like it. And if I make relationship decisions based on how I feel, well, today I feel selfish. Today Mm -hmm. I want to do what I want to do. That's a disaster for a relationship, right? But the goal is like every day you wake up and you make the decision to put the needs of the other person ahead of your own. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, then this will work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it's partly understanding like you're not always going to feel like it and not everything is going to work. And actually probably fighting is a part of maintaining a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. How you fight, Matters. really important, yeah. you know. But, but having conversations, having disagreement, figuring those things out, if you're not willing to do that, then you don't. That's not a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's so good. And I, I do think there are some obvious red flags, right? Yeah. There, are, there are obvious red flags. It's like, this is not something you should stay yeah. in, right? Yeah. There, you should break up with this person right. tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think one of those things is like, if every voice around you is saying, yes. this is not a good idea, yes, then it's not a good idea, yes. right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Period. That's yeah. it. End it. It's over. Yeah, and that was one of my like big breakup stories in high school. Was like literally every single person in my life was like, "This is a bad idea. Why would you do this?" And 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 I was like, "Whatever. I just didn't care." Yeah. And and then when everything fell apart in like a completely horrible, tragic kind of way, uh, I I mean they were gracious. They didn't say I told you so, but mm-hmm. it was like this could have been avoided. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, I think listening to people around you is incredibly important. And yeah. and I would say, too, like another red flag would be like, and this is maybe obvious, but I, I do think there's a lot of people who just find themselves in a cycle like this. Like mm-hmm. if they're not wholeheartedly committed to you and you alone, like get, mm-hmm. get out. People yeah. who cheat always cheat. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't change. So uh, now the Lord can do anything. Yeah. And he can restore. And yeah. he can, but there's a pattern of behavior, and that that is a major red flag, especially yeah. early, in an early stage of a relationship. Uh, it's trauma that you don't have to put yourself through. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and if and if this person is maybe not not pulling you away from the things of God, like you mentioned, this faith foundation is so important. Yeah, and maybe they're not pulling you away. They're not stopping you from going to church. They're not stopping you from. But maybe they're just distracting you, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, church isn't that important this week, but then it becomes like a oh, church isn't really that important at all. Right. Or or your small group, you know, said something that I don't really agree with, so you should stop going to that small group. Or or maybe there's just some distractions that mm-hmm. are causing you to pull away from the things you know you know you need to keep showing up mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah. I think in that situation, maybe it's not a red flag, definitely a yellow flag. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it, well, 
it will become a red flag. Exactly. Yeah. You're, so, you're on the way. Yeah, like play the, play the tape forward, right? So if that's true in a relationship now, then when you're engaged mm-hmm. and you want to do a prep for marriage or yep. you get married, you know, or fast forward even more, like you have kids with that person, faith or, you know, yeah. involvement in church, engagement in church, not important for them, is important for you. Now what do we do with our kids? Yep. Like it only gets more and more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can't get on the same page about some of those things— yeah. It's important. I think somebody said it this way. They said, whatever problems or struggles you faced while you were dating, they only exaggerate in Mm -hmm. marriage. And so if those problems and struggles aren't on a journey forward um, or or are just ones that you— you're, you're going to draw the line at and say, I'm not interested in mm-hmm. fighting this battle for the yeah. rest of my life, you know, with this person. Uh, it might be time to get out. But I think on the other hand, it's important to note uh, when you're holding this measuring stick up to someone, you know, and saying, yeah. like, judging their probably. life. We have to be really careful, <laughs> yeah. right? Because, like, right. my 21-year-old self dating my husband, Cole, or my boyfriend at the time, Cole, you know, I it would be unfair for me to expect 21-year-old Cole yeah. to have the faith of 30 how old are you? 30? Okay, 30-ish. 30-ish 30 year old, right? Under Oath was my breakup song, so <laughs> old, 30 okay. old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, you know, like, or the faith of Pastor Todd Mullins. You know, right. 21-year-old Cole is not going to be walking with Jesus as long That's as Pastor great. Todd has, and, and he's not going to have the life experience. And and so when I'm holding this measuring stick up to his life going, oh, should I date him? Should I not? Should I break up with him? It would, it would be unfair and unrealistic to expect him to act like he's had a relationship for 45 years and he's just an expert yeah. at 21 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, no, that's that's really great and so fair and important. I think it's a matter of trajectory. Yes. It's like, it's not that they are there, but is is their life headed in that direction? Yep. And I do think that's something that can be evaluated, judged as, you know, like I, that's yeah. part of what you're saying is like, we don't want to place judgment on these people, but um, from what I can see and what I can tell, is their is their life headed in that direction, mm-hmm. and are we headed in the same direction? Yeah. Like uh, I always think of this story. There was like a a, a plane that took off uh, from New Zealand, and they when they took off, um, they entered the coordinates of where they were heading wrong. They were two degrees off, mm. and because they were two degrees off, like if you're only flying for an hour, it might not be that big of a deal. But uh, the longer they went, the farther apart they got <laughs> oh, off no. their flight which ultimately caused them to, to crash. And oh it was simply like a small calibration. Yeah. And so you kind of go like, all right, you know, like if if their life is heading in a different direction than mine, that may not feel mm-hmm. like a big deal now. Mm-hmm. But the farther we go, the farther apart we get, mm-hmm. that's going to be an issue. So I think it's a trajectory thing. It's like, yeah. do, do I feel like they're becoming the kind of person? And more importantly, perhaps, like, Am I becoming the kind of person yeah. um, that that I need to be for this relationship, and where are we headed together? Yeah, I've heard it said it this way: uh, our, your, our life is made up of a cup of small steps every day, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody said it way more eloquently than that, but <laughs> oh, that small <laughs> steps every day, right? And and if the small choices and the small steps are not looking good, <laughs> you're you're headed. Yeah, you're headed the wrong. You're headed in the wrong direction. Yeah, I would call these non-negotiables. Mm. I'm a very big advocate for the non-negotiables, like having a list, if you will, of like a few things that I'm like, if these don't exist in a relationship or in someone, or if these things start to become compromised, 
in a relationship, that's a non-negotiable for me, and I will not compromise that. Yeah. yeah. Like and if they're they all wear Crocs. Agree. Yes. No. I'm well, just that <laughs> if they love cilantro, not me. just <laughs> I love cilantro. <laughs> that's just came, your no, non-negotiable. You no, came like, for a the, very the, large the, population. These are right now. I know. Right? <laughs> Cut them out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> give give us two or three of those non-negotiables. Yeah, similar to what you said earlier. I think having a faith in. Jesus, being a Christian, like yep. that was a non-negotiable for me. I just know that's the that's the direction of my life that I'm heading in. So if I'm going to step into a relationship with someone who's not on that page with me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to change anyone or convince anyone of anything in a dating relationship. So that's certainly a non-negotiable for me. And yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a non-negotiable for me. Yes. Selfishness. Mm. Yeah. It's, I just really value generosity, and and that that's so valuable to me. And so I know that if I had married someone, thank God I didn't. <laughs> if I had married someone that was selfish, it was going to be a really hard. It was going to be hard for me to be generous because mm-hmm. when you get married, you share everything, right? And mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted to do with my finances and my resources and my life. I wanted to serve and I wanted to give. I want to do that. And so marrying someone that didn't have that perspective was going to be a really big problem for me. That's That's a great example. Are there maybe like one or two more things, like practical things, checks that people can make or like practices in the moment of conflict? Like we're we're in the middle of a disagreement. Some some steps that you might take back to go, okay, what's happening? How do we move forward from here? Are there some tricks of the trade that you've maybe implemented in your relationships that have helped you in those moments? Uh, Yeah, we have have a few. I don't know that any of them will translate to other people, but um, we made a New Year's resolution one year where we said uh, for the the entire year, we're not going to fight. I remember this. This is a couple years ago. You and Christine did this, right? It was a bold prayer at the time. You guys are crazy. (laughs) And what I figured out was – we weren't perfect, but I could count on one hand in that year the number of times that we actually, I mean, actually had a fight. Wow. And I don't think that has anything to to do with us. I, th- I actually think anybody could do that. But I think sort of establishing this commitment of like, that's not who we want to be. And we want to make sure, we want to be intentional about when things start to look like it's going that way, oh no, we've already made a commitment. And mm-hmm. so... Um, it actually helped us to just kind of set set out on a goal together. So yeah. I think if you have a goal as a couple, whatever that goal might be, I think that's really helpful to just kind of set your eyes on something. Um, I think the Bible works. So like don't yeah. go to bed with anger in your yeah, heart, you know, like to have the conversation uh, beforehand. I think things like that are actually make a big difference. Um, for me, like whenever there's a disagreement, like I want to fix it. I want to mm-hmm. like same. Okay, all right. <laughs> but there's usually the other person in the relationship is like, I just need a minute, you know, or whatever. Yep. And so I think learning how, like, how your the person you're in a relationship, how they communicate how they respond uh, when they're frustrated, how they deal with those things, and then allowing them the space to do that. Because the more I try to fix it, Christine prefers to have a little space and come back, mm-hmm. and the more I try to fix it, the worse it gets, right? right? So um, so I think just knowing the other person. Like if if I got hurt physically, I would want you to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like just if I'm, if I'm cut, if I'm hurt, if I'm bleeding, I'm like, give just me give me space, yeah. leave me alone. Don't ask me a question. <laughs> when I'm feeling better, we'll talk, you know. Um, and, and Christine would, would like want a, attention. Like if she got hurt physically, she would yeah. want somebody who would come over and care for her. Naturally, that actually makes a lot more sense than what I do. <laughs> um, 
So, but even just knowing that about like how somebody responds in situations like that and then being able to intentionally and thoughtfully approach yeah. a problem or a hurt or conflict in that way, I think it just comes down to like learning your spouse and making commitments together. It's yeah. great. I um, tend to be super combative or maybe overly aggressive in conflict. And I know that about myself, so I have to be really intentional to not yeah. be that. And if you're thinking, you know, she's probably an eight on the Enneagram, <laughs> you're right. And so, well, I think I am. I don't know. <laughs> type people here. I'm a child of God people. first, but eight, I'm an eight mostly. <laughs> and um, and that's when like the unhealthy side of me comes out. And I, I recognize at one point I realize I'm like, man, nothing gets solved when I yell. Nothing gets mm. solved <sighs> when I'm overly aggressive and assertive. Nothing actually gets solved. We don't, nothing gets better about our relationship. No problem or conflict gets solved when it's so heated. And so I've had to recognize when I'm really upset that I just got to take it down. Simmer down, my girl. And so that's what I do. I just, I need some space before I solve the problem. Um, Not because I want space, but because for the sake of us moving forward, I need space. Um, and I do think the other thing is, is you know, sometimes maybe this is just a me problem, me and Cole, but sometimes the problem becomes not the problem anymore. Yes. Have you ever found yourself like yes. in a fight with anyone, your spouse, mm-hmm. your boyfriend, your friend, and you, you started fighting about one thing, but you're so deep into this argument or into this fight that you don't even know what you're mad about anymore, but you're just mad about everything. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Can Yo, anybody yeah, no, sorry. Okay. I'm like, Amen. I'm like, replaying in my head. I'm like, wow. Um, <laughs> and so this is so silly, but I think it's really helpful is to write down what the actual problem is at sure. the beginning of it because you're like— you're fighting about which place to go to for dinner, but now 10 minutes into the conversation, you're fighting about the thing that happened three years ago, and you're like, mm-hmm. why did this even start? What are we even solving? What is going on mm-hmm. here? And and nothing gets solved because you forget. And I do think, you know, just recognizing what the actual initial problem was, going back to it and addressing that because yeah. um, it gets lost. Yeah, I think that's really good. And just to be really super practical, like, address it when it's small. Like the, the longer you wait, the bigger it gets. Yeah. So you just got to go right to it. Um, be less offended, like yep. offendable, you know, like just when people say things like yep. you have to, you have to be less offendable and just understand that they, they probably didn't mean to say it the way that you yep. took it. And yeah. so ask questions, be less offendable and then uh, avoid like superlative statements. So like you always blah, 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 whatever, you know, or you never even just like, no, Mm -hmm. Yeah. sometimes it doesn't feel like. (laughs) Here and there. Yeah. Like you just (laughs) avoid because you do, you, you, you turn it into something else. And like you said, all of a sudden you're arguing about things that like weren't even a part of the conversation. So I think just to be practical, like be less offendable, address it when it's small and avoid statements like always and never. Pastor Ryan, you've said two things to me that have, that have stuck with Uh me. You said (laughs) address. These are good. These are good. I mean, Carissa, we've been friends for like long time, 10 years. So two things. things. You've only ever said two things to me. (laughs) It's not a good success. (laughs) Two things that have stuck with me. Um, You've said assume ignorance right? Avoid cynicism at all costs because that's that's my lean. And mm-hmm. so I have to be careful with that, which means assume that they have no idea that that, that they offended you, that yeah. they hurt you, that they... So lead with that, right? Approach a conflict with that. You probably had no idea that you did this to me and it hurt me. And that that's a really helpful way to yeah. approach a conversation. Thank you, Pastor Ryan. The other thing you said... <laughs> um, 
the other only thing you've ever said to me was <laughs> uh, addressings early and often. Yeah. And so I say that to myself all the time. I'm like, early and often, early and often. Uh, then you don't blow up, right? right? You don't wait, 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 blow up, huge fight. Yeah. You're like, early and often. It's not really a big deal, but I just want to bring this up. And those have been really helpful for me. It's encouraging to know that something I said. <laughs> Two things. <laughs> I, I actually remember, Casey, if I could just tell a quick personal. I remember some of the conversations with you and yeah. Gabe when you guys were going through some of it. Me and I too. remember talking about how, you know, 99% of, like, the issues in our relationship come out of one of three things. Like, expectation, communication, and selfishness. And we, mm-hmm. we've really hit on all three of those things already. But, you know, so many of the conflict in relationships go, like, I thought you were going to, or mm-hmm. I expected that mm-hmm. you, and I never, never told you that. I unfairly expect, or whatever, wow. just like the expectations we have on the other person. So, like, think about those things, call them out, talk about them. You know, communication is obvious. We've spent a lot of our time talking about communication, yeah. but then going back to what you said is like a you know huge red flag, non-negotiable, like mm-hmm. selfishness. If you if you can't learn to place the needs of others before yourself. Um, none of your relationships will ever be healthy. Mm-hmm. So I do think that is really important what you brought up and worth saying again. Yeah, this has all been so helpful. And I think the truth is that this stuff applies to any kind of relationship, yeah. right? Like conflict at work. You don't need to process everything with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Process productively or if you have conflict with family, friends, anyone, not even just a dating or marital relationship. This stuff is so applicable and yeah. so helpful. Address it when it's small. Don't go to bed angry. Like be aware of how the person in front of you operates in conflict. Be self-aware of how you function in conflict. And this has just been so yeah. helpful for all yeah. of that. No, that's I think that's a great point. Don't get good at dating. Yeah. Like get really good at relationships. True. It's great. And, and the rest will come. And on that, I have our final question that uh, we've asked everyone of season two as the final question of our episode. And Pastor Chris, I know you already answered, but if you have a second answer, feel free to throw it in there. But Pastor Ryan, what is the best piece of relationship advice you've ever been given? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just spit all of them out. I've got nothing left. Uh, in one sentence, then. Sum um, it up for us. Be a duck. What? Yeah. I've heard this one, actually. Oh, I've never shared this with you. Yeah, this is yeah. probably the worst illustration oh, ever. Oh, it's great. But, okay. Okay. So um, ducks have this special oil on their backs where their feathers don't get wet. Whoa. So like even if they're water, like the, even if they're in water, the water just beads and comes right off. They mm-hmm. never actually get wet. Amazing. And so it's it's going back to what we talked about of like be less offendable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like let stuff roll off your back. Yeah. And, and the more you can do that where like, yeah, it comes, but like it's not sticking with you. You know, it just really kind of rolls off your back. Um, I think that's it, maybe not just in relationships, but I think that's helpful advice of just like, man – if we're if we're just less offendable and we let things roll off our backs and we don't let things stick to us, yeah. then uh, I don't know. I think that advice will be a duck. Fantastic. Well. Be a duck. That's beautiful. Terrible. Write that down. <laughs> hey, I do have one thought. It's, yeah. it's more of maybe a testimony since I'm I'm the expert on this matter. <laughs> no, but. Uh, Way back when Cole and I broke up for the first time, it was really devastating to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And and I just want to speak to anybody that's 
on the the, other side of a breakup and feeling this deep, broken heart feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's a really, really painful place to be in. And I don't want to discredit anyone that's on the other side of a breakup just feeling that broken heart because it's it's really painful and it's a really tough season and I just want to encourage you when when Cole and I broke up for the first time for the first time for the first of a few times I get it it was um it was really hard for me it was so painful I felt like my life was ending mm-hmm. it feels dramatic to say at this point because I'm on the other side but when you're in the middle of it it, it feels like that it feels yeah. like your life is ending you miss the yeah. person you miss the you miss the moment and um I felt like during that season the the scripture was so true in my life that the Lord is close, close to the brokenhearted. Broken yeah. He comforts those who mourn. I know when I'm when my daughter is is brokenhearted or mourning or sad, I pick her up and I yeah. hold her mm-hmm. and and I believe that's what God does for us. Yeah. He's right. so close to us and we can lean into Him in a really special way in that season. And I felt like God spoke to me. Um, he said that I do good work, yeah. so let me do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he did in my life. He uh-huh. has done a great work in my life and in Cole's life, and, and I'm grateful for the hard seasons because those are are mile markers and moments yeah. that have grown us in our relationship. So if you're there, there's hope. yeah, <laughs> you're, there's hope, and um, and I'm praying for you because it's a tough season. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys. This has been so it's great, been awesome. and thank you guys for <laughs> just going there and being honest. And I think if anything, it's important for our young adults listening to know that. You're not crazy. You're not alone. We've all been there. We've all had to walk through these things or are walking through these things. So um, I'm excited for us to learn and to grow and get good at relationships, all of us together. So I know I'm going to come back and listen to this one for me, (laughs) even though I'm sitting here right now. This stuff is gold. So thank you guys for joining us. And thanks for joining us and listening or watching wherever you're tuning in from. We're so excited for season two of Young and Adulting, getting great at relationships together. And we'll see you back next week for another episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.